media attention. His first album, Long Black Train, produced by Frank Rogers, was released by MCA in 2003. Prior to the album release, Turner had issued two seven-inch vinyl singles, She'll Go On You and Long Black Train, both backed with the same B-side, Backwards Boy. A second album on MCA, Your Man, was released in 2006 and reached number two on the top 200. This is Country Biography, as we look at the rise of young country star Josh Turner. Thank you very much, Mira Jane. And guess what? I've actually just happened to have Josh right here. He's got a wonderful song called In My Dreams. 25 to 5. Good morning, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast. Uh, this is the early bird show. <laughs> These are for those of you that just cannot sleep, or you're up, or you're workers. We, this is for the people that really keep New Zealand f- absolutely f- cranking, don't they? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now what about a cup of tea or something? A cup, a cup of coffee? Huh? What do you say, Grant? A nice cup of coffee there. That's the one. He's Joshua. Some men dream of crossing oceans Some men dream one day to fly Spend their whole lives out there floating on the water and the sky Some men dream of building fortunes Some men dream of having fame Nothing else is more important Than making money and a name But in my Sky blue house beside a small stream, a front porch, a screen door, the sound of bare feet running and cartoons in my dreams, your dreams come true. Come find you in your garden Pulling weeds between the rows Trade a kiss for a glass of water Sit and watch what love can grow In my dreams I see A little sky blue house beside a small In my dreams 
beautiful song there from Josh Turner, In My Dreams. Oh, yes, in your dreams, mate. <laughs> 26 minutes to five, and uh, thanks for popping in again. I'm just having a look over at the old fake stream media there. Uh, stuff.co.nz, they said, oh, goodness, they said, Israel is carrying out genocide uh, in Gaza. This is what they say. This is the Labour MP, of course, the leftists, they're all, uh, they they sided with the um, the Muslim terrorists. They they seem to be in bed with them. People like, um, who else do we, who loves the Muslim terrorists? Oh, gosh. John Minto, there's one. There's a name, an old name there. Stayed at university for most of his adult life. <laughs> Uh, the parliament's opened with a, a debate on a call for the ceasefire in Israel and Gaza uh, with, uh, with the Labour and the Greens arguing for greater condemnation of Israel. Of course, John Key, who knows, not John Key, gosh, going back, going back there. Gosh, no, that was, that was a while ago. Uh, Luxon, of course, Christopher Luxon, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, he says, no way. No way we're not doing that. We just want to see what's going on because they, they know they can't believe a word that's coming out of the mainstream media and uh, other stories. What else have we got here? The top stories so far. Uh, well, actually, before I move off that one, yeah, and so really it's just a bit of a smokescreen, don't you think? We've got uh, the whistleblower here in New Zealand. The whole world knows about that. They um, shut the door. They were trying to shut the door with the GCSB and the SIS and, the, you know, all the people trying to close closed the door and you know but the the horses bolted and it bolted all over well over a month ago now uh that was our whistleblower and of course the media are trying to make out oh this is the missile the whistleblower the whistleblower to do with the the vaccine injuries the vax murderers that it's unveiled all the vax murderers that have been running the country uh and it looks as though it's as bad you know on which whatever side of the house you like they all seem to have signed a pact with the United Nations or the World Health Organization not to tell anyone what they're doing and no one's releasing any information of course the information's out now because the whistleblower who's got a man with a conscience he says no way I'm not I can't even sleep he's as he's as happy as happy and he was over there with on the uh, the very world famous info wars they seem to be the only ones. Of course, they're being slandered, aren't they? Oh, the conspiracy theorist, um, what's his name, Alex Jones? Oh, no, 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 they slander him. Oh, you know, the Sandy Hook and all that sort of stuff. And boy, oh, boy. And, uh, you know, the thing is, if you want to know about uh, Alex Jones, I suppose it'd be a good idea to go in and, and actually listen to the bloke, wouldn't it? And he sounds a bit gruff, but I'll tell you what, um, don't worry about the tone. There's quite a, good, a lot of good stuff coming out of old InfoWars there. And he's got a huge team. It's not just Alex Jones. They're trying to make out it's just him on his own. Goodness gracious, he's got heaps of people. They've locked uh, Owen Schwoyer up. He's, a, he's another good uh, announcer or presenter with InfoWars. They locked him up. They've got him in jail. Probably trumped up charges there. Nothing to do with Donald, Donald Trump, but some other sort of a trumped up charge. Uh, so anyway, right now they're going on about Israel carrying out a genocide in Gaza. But I don't think that the thing is, you see, if you want to know what's really happening over there, it's hard to tell. You've got to know people that are living there, I suppose. Uh, that would be a help. And even then, they sometimes people don't always know what's going on in their particular area, do they? Uh, but you really sort of got to like my mother used to say, oh, mummy, uh, she's long gone now. Well, she's in a good place, but she said, she said, believe nothing of what they tell you. Nothing. Don't believe a word of what they say, Grant. I was all right, yes, ma'am. And she said, but, and I, believe nothing of what they say, what you hear, she said, and uh, only believe half of what you see, because even what you see can sometimes not be exactly 100%. And we know that too, don't we, with um, Pallywood. And that's sort of like Hollywood. That's the Palestinian wood. 
Hell Hollywood. If you go on YouTube or some of those others, although they might have been censoring that now, and also there's a lot of uh, disinformationists out there purposely pretending that Pallywood is a thing that doesn't exist, but it certainly does. And that's these uh, Palestinians, and they're not really Palestinians. They're actually just Arabs, and they call them Palestine. Don't they call the place Palestine? They did that. Hadrian did that. When did he do that? Oh, back when Hadrian was around. Uh, he's a Roman dictator, Roman ruler, and he didn't like the sound of Israel. He hated the Jews, hated the whole the whole deal, you know. Obviously didn't read the Bible, did he? The Old Testament didn't have the New Testament then, did they, with Hadrian? I'm not sure. Any, no, they might have, no, I don't think so. Well, you'd be in, be in trouble. You'd be fed to the lions anyway, wouldn't you, if uh, you were caught with a copy of that? But anyway, he changed the name of it to Israel, uh, from Israel to to. Palestine or Philistine or Syria Palestine or something like that and so but all the Philistines they're all long gone you know King David and all his men got rid of them they used to fight the, the actual Philistines they're not Arabs at all they're completely wiped out filthy dirty people here yeah, shagging donkeys and whatever else you know into bestiality and everything so God punished them with the children of Israel he got them on got the whole army there and they wiped the beggars out took a while though they had a few giants as well they had to get rid of him David knocked one of them in the head when he was just a boy uh, with a uh, slingshot, whack, smack right in the head and lopped his head off. And he kept that um, sword, you know, if you ever went to Sunday school, we read the Bible, mum read you one when you're a kid, uh, you'll know all the stories. Of course, I already knew all the stories about the Bible when I was a little boy. I was seven years old and I went to Levin North School. Some of you are listening from Levin and uh, thanks very much for clicking in and listening. And um, I went to Levin North School and, the, and I don't know who she was. She was a big fat uh, whore of a woman. Terrible, terrible woman. And uh, us little six-year-olds sitting there and she was telling us all about the, this is when the Six-Day War broke out and she was telling us all about about how terrible the Jews were and how filthy they were and how they spread diseases during the, the Second World War, spread typhus everywhere. And uh, she forgot to tell us that, well, that's because the, the Nazis threw them in little like concentration camps and threw them in, before then, in ghettos, a bit like smart cities that they've got planned for us, <laughs> planned for you. That's why you've got to fight, fight like hell, and uh, make sure the bastards don't do it because you can't have that. No way. Now, don't be offended. Now, that is a Bible word, uh, a bastard. Um, and she, there's this woman, she's up there standing in front of us there. I don't know whether she was an Arab or a Jew or a Jew, I wouldn't be a Jew, but Arab or a German or just a just a, a bent, just a twisted woman there telling seven-year-olds that the Jews are disgusting like terrible people and they should be pushed into the sea, she said. They've stolen all the land off the Arabs, she said. Didn't say Palestinian. I don't know why. Maybe, well, I don't know. Maybe she did, but it sounded like Arabs to me uh, when I was a boy. Went home and told Dad. I said, Dad, this woman, she made me stand in the corner uh, because I stood up and said, but the Jews are the Lord's chosen people. And she said, they are not. And she said, How? "She said, stand up there, Grant Edwards. You get over there in the corner there and you face the corner. I think I had to face the wall and stand there and looking into the corner. I wasn't allowed to turn around. Well, that was for the rest of the class after she'd given a morning talk about how rotten the Jews were. So there you are. That's where the anti-Semitism comes from, the hatred of the Lord's people, the hatred of the Jewish people. Uh, they start you young. And in Gaza, they they train them over there. It's even printed in the textbooks over there, according to Noni Darwish. She was saying, what was she? Her father was, um, this was back in the late 50s, her father was the head of the Fed, Fed Ayin in the late 50s. Of course, Noni, she would be um, probably quite a bit... She may have been very, very young, I think, when her father was finally uh, knocked off by the uh, Israeli IDF, the Israeli Defence Force. They killed him uh, because he was a terrorist. 
And uh, she said, yes, he was head of the Fedayeen. And she said, but she is pro-Israel. This is this little girl that was indoctrinated in, at the elementary school in Gaza, one of the elementary schools. They've probably got a few of them, I think. She said, there it is. That's what they taught us. And I, and I thought to myself, gosh, they did the same here to me at Levin North School, just 60 miles north back in those days. We talked in miles, 60 miles north of Wellington, a little place called Levin, and right at the top there over the, the, north, the northern school. And there it was. And my father got me out of there went to the headmaster and got her into trouble. Uh, I don't know whether she's still there or not. I don't know her name. But I did have one. I did have a lovely teacher. One of them, she was very nice, and that was Mrs Milne. But this woman, boy, oh boy, she was not too nice. And it was right at the time of the Six-Day War in 1967. And, uh, yeah, she told us they've got to be pushed into the sea, and they're just terrible, despicable people. And Grant Edwards, you don't know what you're talking about. And, uh, no, they've stolen all the land off the Jews. They didn't realise, uh, she, she forgot to tell everybody, because uh, she had obviously an atheist, didn't believe the Bible. The Bible says that there's been three united kingdoms of Israel uh, in history uh, for the last three and a half thousand years. It was first, um, I think it was in the 13th century or 12th or 13th century BC. Now, BC, they like to change that and, and pretend it means, you know, before the common era or something like that, but it actually just means before Christ, BC. That's what it means, yeah, but BC, rub it in, rub it into these atheists, atheists, these people that know there is no God, how could they possibly know? Anyway, so that's what they do. Uh, 14, in the 14th century, I was just telling you about Joshua, wasn't I? Well, he was the one that God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He didn't promise Abraham and Ishmael, that was his, his other son that he had a bit of a had his way with the um, the old Egyptian handmaiden, but that was Sarah. She put him up to it. She said, "Look, I'm nearly, I'm getting on. I don't think I'm going to be able to have get, have a baby. I'm barren, darling." And so, how about take the handmaiden, the one that we've got? In, she's bonded. She's a um, a servitude. You know what they call it? Bonded servitude, not slavery. It's called it's indentured indentured servitude. They do that now. We've got people in the New Zealand Defence Force. They're indentured indentured servants. Really, they do pay them now, though. But in the old days, they didn't have to pay. Might have had to pay a debt back. It's not slavery. It's not like man stealing. You know. Uh, so anyway, they, he did. So he shagged her, and uh, along came Ishmael, the father of the Arabs, which is the you know, Palestinians. They call themselves Palestinians, and not at all. Uh, nothing to do with Philistines. They've all been wiped out by the by the uh, Israelis. They, that was done at the time of uh, maybe Solomon, David. All gone, and probably disease also wiped them out because they were sheep shagers. And, uh, you know, into that sort of disgusting stuff, you know, men with men, women with women, women with animals and men with animals. Just horrible, just uh, just awful, disgustful. And God hates that. So he destroys you with your enemies, often does that. And that's what's happening all throughout the whole world. We've got the enemies uh, of your country, if you if you um, if you disobey God, He will often use your enemies to destroy you, and uh, we may have that happening right now with all these imported Muslims coming to the country. These cell groups, these um, uh, battle-aged men, uh, flowing into Europe and the United Kingdom, and we don't seem to be doing anything about it. And the women are saying, "Oh, come in, come in." Come in, Ali. Yes, they just love they just love um, a Muslim terrorists. And here we are, the the leftists, the especially left thinking people. You know, the communist ones that have been indoctrinated when they were little. You know, with people probably like the one that tried to indoctrinate me. But luckily, you see, I was I was well washed in the scriptures, and my, my mother and father they taught me well. They taught our whole family. Well, I've, I'm from a family of four children. My older sister, uh, Valerie, and my brother Trevor. And uh, then there was a bit of a gap there, and then the Ike popped out. 
And um, then my little sister had, or she was born because, you know, they mum said they need to keep me company. Didn't didn't want me on my own because there was a bit of a gap there. Something happened. I don't know. They might have had a bit of a row or something. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. They don't tell you. It's good not to tell your children uh, things when things aren't right. Keep it quiet and be united, isn't it? It's good to be united. Mum and dad, the women should do what they're blimmin' well told for a start. And dad, you know, you've got to be the man of the house. And, uh, you know, she's got to do what she's told. She does. She'd be happier that way if she did do what she's told. We all know that, don't we? Don't let them boss you around. Now, OK, so now we'll go back. We've got news coming up at 5 o'clock with TNT Radio. Uh, the big stories at the moment, the big stories, there's a body of the missing 28-year-old. Uh, his name is Harvey Shrimpton. No relation to that Shrimpton, the, the, the lawyer over there, the, not the cricketer in the UK, the other one, the lawyer, the barrister that they locked up because he, um, not, what's his name, Nigel? No, 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 somebody Shrimpton. He's a big, he was a big fat chap. He needs to lay off the carbohydrates. But he's a very nice guy. I think he's a, probably might be a homosexual. I think he's a homosexual. Uh, he likes the boys. Um, but they tried to um, uh, really discredit him. Um, and he... He um, he said there was a there was a bomb threat in uh, the Thames, and there actually was, uh, I believe. I believe this man. I think he's an honest chap. I don't think he's a fantasist, a fantasist like some people that you have out there. You know, just live in a fantasy world, don't they? Make up stories. And anyway, they locked him up though. They said it was. Um, he actually in, went down through the right channels over in the UK there. Um, Shrimpton, that was his name, and uh, they no, they locked him up for twelve months. And he was a barrister. And uh, they still, but he was against the the government, and he knew quite a bit about he had secret squirrel stuff, and he's written a book too as well. Uh, I'll think of it in a moment. Uh, I might even I might even have a um, an interview. Not Nigel Shrimpton, Shrimpton, no, not the cricketer. I did say that, didn't I? Anyway, so here in New Zealand, Harley Harley Shrimpton, they've found his body, and there's a homicide investigation that's got underway, and then we've got some changes to the new government. Uh, a plan for the renters, so I don't know if that's going to be good, uh, good for the renters, because I think the government's more on the side of the landlords, and of course you really do have to be on the side of the landlords, because if you don't look after the landlords, uh, there won't be enough properties around for the tenants. <laughs> you do have to look after them, so the new government means changes ahead uh, for the tenants and the landlords. Now, um, the other thing you've got to remember when you're reading all the stuff, like I'm looking at st- uh, stuff at the moment... <laughs> .co.nz and all the other uh, fake stream media, there is a war. They've actually, they're at war with this new government. Uh, I mean, I'm not particularly fond of them either because the the same government really were quiet over the COVID. They would have been worse during the, the, the mandate time. You know, we would, would have been, everyone would have been jabbed. No one would have got away if, um, if especially if John Key had been the Prime Minister. But um, we had a few different Prime Ministers, didn't we, during that time. Uh, they all sort of um, national was in a bit of a state, but they're right now. They seem to be right okay now. They've got Luxon there. He's a former CEO, the chief executive officer of Air New Zealand. I don't think it did particularly well under his uh, rule or under his uh, guardianship. But oh, I don't know. He might have been buying aircraft at the time and make the books look not quite so good. Sometimes you have a year like that, don't you, when the books aren't quite as good as they should be because you know, or maybe you just think, oh gosh, we've got a big tax bill coming up. Uh, why don't we buy a few? Um, uh, seven, oh, not seven four sevens. Anyway, what are they? What are they called now? It was big jet engines. Anyway, big jet line, a jet airliners. Maybe I should dig out a song about a jet airliner. I might do that. Anyway, so the National Lead Coalition has promised a, a number of changes that would affect how tenancies operate. 
While the investors are happy, tenants' representatives are unimpressed. So who would that be? The tenants' representative's not going to be... Oh, no, it's certainly not going to be the landlord's representative. The landlord's representative would have to be the real estate agents. And uh, so what's going to happen? Well, uh, the return of the 90-day no-cause eviction, so they can just chuck you out. Uh, if they want to, yeah, why not? Yeah, things change. Uh, and so, and then the law change in 2020 meant that landlords lost the ability to end a tenancy without giving a reason. Shouldn't have to give a reason. So that's all over and done with. Why should they have to? Uh, this is Susan Edmonds. She's quite a good little report. She's quite nice. She's one of the nice ones over there. Uh, with um, She reports at uh, Stuff Money. She's the actual editor, so she knows what she's doing. She's not a silly girl. Hopefully she didn't, she's not too indoctrinated by the leftists, but you never know, do you? You just can't tell by looking at them. Although I found that with leftists, you know, the communist type, uh, you know, Marxist people, uh, most of them are coming out of the training, you know, coming out of journalism school, do tend to be that way. Uh, and they do get uglier as they, especially the females, they get uglier. Uh, as they get deeper into their communism, makes you quite, look quite ugly. Jacinda looked quite pretty at the start, didn't she? Quite pretty, but I found she just looked uglier uh, as the days wore on. And the years, and gosh, it was six years nearly. Thank goodness she had a nervous breakdown, and we would have been really in the poop. Imagine if she if she had not had a nervous breakdown and thrown the towel and said, that's enough, I, no more, can't handle anymore. Too much, and you go and have a holiday. Go go to a clinic or wherever she needs to go and have or have some you know Prozac or whatever they put them on. And they probably put them on something a bit more a bit more powerful these days, don't they? Uh, well, gosh, she could have won. She might it might have been a different story today. So thank goodness that she handed over to old Chipster uh, because he was hopeless, wasn't he? Like the schoolboy there with the little satchel and the cap. I, I, he looked good with the long socks, shorts and long socks. Um, what would he have on? What would he wear? Wouldn't wear tracks. He wouldn't be trendy enough for those, or you know. Nomads, maybe, possibly, you know, probably Dr. Martins, probably have a pair of those, I suppose. Doc Martins, oh, no, they're a bit fashionable now. Didn't used to be years ago. What would he be in, a pair of Clarks, Winkle Pickers or something? I don't know. And this, he'd be just wearing Roman sandals, I suppose, wouldn't he, with socks. Socks and Roman sandals, little short shorts, and, and uh, a nice one of those leather bags, a little satchel, and uh, a little blazer on. Be, would it be a private school? Probably not, eh? No, probably not private school. The communists, they don't normally tend to send their children to private schools like the other ones do. And uh, he'd have a little cap there with what it was school. And just I just imagine him, just a little schoolboy, a bit like ACDC, you know, the lead singer of ACDC. He's got that. Is it him? The one that dressed up like a schoolboy? I don't really like ACDC. Um, I've never been into ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Anyway, uh, so this is what Susan says. Yeah, I'll get back to her anyway. And you know, they do get ache, but she looks quite pretty. But mind you, though, you know they can they paint themselves, don't they? They put makeup on and uh, war paint before they go out, and that's designed to attract the opposite sex. You see, they imagine if we did that. Huh? Imagine if men we painted our face up in the morning. You know, put lips, put stuff on our lips so that it looks like we're sort of ovulating or whatever. <laughs> imagine if we did that. Paint the old lips there, so that you, but you, to be attracted to the opposite sex, and then of course you show them any attention. They oh gosh, you know you'd be you'd be for the before the um, disciplinary tribunal if you said oh you look beautiful this morning. Uh, well, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to they want you to look they want to look beautiful for the whole world. They go out there. I mean, if they only wanted to look be- beautiful for the husband or the boyfriend or the what is it they call it the partner now, don't they? Well, they'd put the makeup on before they came home, wouldn't they? In the car, they'd stick it on and walk in there and look lovely for, for the husband or, you know, whoever it is waiting for them, girlfriend. But they don't. They don't. They put it on before they go out 
And you think, gosh, you, you know, you wake up in the morning, you look like a dragon, and you wake, your breath's terrible, and your flipping teeth are, you know, hairy fangs. And, and you know, I've got to put up with that all night, you know, the hot snoring. And then, you know, a bad breath in the morning, and then you go and clean yourself up and get all beautified and go off to work to look pretty for the, everybody else except me. Well, good grief. I can never understand that. So why do they paint? Imagine if we painted our face like that, put lipstick on and... And um, you know, and rouge, and you know, make your make your your pale face look look um, look healthy. You know, and eye makeup on, you know, just to make you look beautiful. Imagine if a men men did that. I suppose well, some men probably do do that <laughs> these days. Anything goes, doesn't it? But you know, it seems a bit weird to me that they do that, and then they wear high skirts and stuff like that. Uh, they go to go to you know, men. We the best thing we do is we just put put a pair of trousers on, don't we? And, um, you know, or a suit or something like that, so we all look the same. Uh, or if we jump in the truck, you know, we sometimes wear a pair of shorts, not not that good when you're in the truck um, driving along. Shorts are quite good, and you've got air conditioning, haven't you? But imagine if we carried on like that and wore all that, um, all that get-up on our face just to attract the opposite sex. You'd think we'd, people, well, you'd think we'd just... We just think each other had gone mad. And so, you know, it makes you wonder whether women are actually mad, isn't it? You know, to paint your face. Why can't you just look the way you are instead of what are you trying to do? You're sort of like trying to trap us. Are you? Is that what it is? We'll just wear all this lovely makeup to like set a trap, make, make, make it look, make yourself look more beautiful than you really are. And then when you, we marry you, we, we realize, oh my gosh, good grief, is that what you look like? Far out of if I'd known that. Or, wouldn't have got involved there, um, you know. But they do, they do. They wear it. In fact, sometimes, you know, um, I know women that they put, they look absolutely gorgeous, you know, and then they, um, uh, and the makeup is gone. And the makeup falls off after a hard night on it, and the next morning they look absolutely terrible. Especially if they haven't wiped it off before they go to bed. Gosh, it's all running down. <laughs> they look like sort of uh, like one of those. Um, oh, was it? Um, who's the guy now? Um, you know the singer. What's his name? The the guy that sung "Schools Out for Summer." Schools out for summer. Not Joe Cocker. That other one. Oh, you know what's his name? You know that kind of a look. Anyway, you you know the one I mean. You you know. Just can't remember the name of the singer. Hey, we've got TNT Radio News coming up. Uh, why don't we have a listen to them? And uh, we'll go straight to the news now. And then I'll be back in about four minutes' time, just after five. And uh, I'll give you the weather forecast, so you know what's happening right from the tippy top of the country here in New Zealand all the way down to the tippy, tippity south down near Stewart's Island, old Stewart named after Stewart. Here we go, this is Radio News Now. If you miss this show, simply go to episodes at tntradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The man suspected of killing three people during a daylight mass shooting at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas on Wednesday has been identified as a professor who failed to secure a job at the school. Anthony Polito had unsuccessfully applied for a professorship at UNLV before he unleashed his deadly rampage on the Las Vegas campus just before noon. Polito was armed with a handgun during his massacre and was killed following a shootout with two police detectives. The shooting began around 11.45 a.m. on the fourth floor of Beam Hall, UNLV's business school near the Student Union building. Police found three people dead when they arrived. A fourth person was taken to an area hospital where they are listed in critical but stable condition. The High Court in London has thrown out objections to government plans to use two disused RAF bases to house single male illegal immigrants seeking asylum. 
Local councils in Lincolnshire and Essex were opposed to the plans by the Home Office and the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities to convert RAF Scampton and RAF Westerfield, respectively. In the summer, the Home Office announced it wanted to house 2,000 illegal immigrants in RAF Scampton, but West Lynn